1: From the newsroom to the nursery, we're juggling a demanding career on live television with the demands of motherhood.
0: I'm Katie. I'm Karen. And I'm Ingrid. They are Anchor Moms. Welcome to another episode of Anchor Moms. Katie, Karen, and Ingrid here. How are you guys doing? Uh,
2: True. No comment?
0: Ooh. (laughs) I would say on
2: a scale of one to ten, I'm like at a a solid 6 or 7.
0: All right. It's well, not bad. um wow. No. Yeah. It, you know, it's been rainy all week, which has been really rough, right? Has have you guys had a yeah. harder time with the kids cuz you can't take them outside? Correct. Yes, 100%. Yeah. I'd like to take um, it up with our resident meteorologist. Sorry, guys. <laughs> Ingrid, can you please change <laughs> the fact that it's raining constantly? Yes, um, actually. It is changing, so. <laughs> so, I have some big news, guys. I um Oh. I did something for the first time in two months recently. You washed your hair. <laughs> no, no, guess. no. You shaved your legs.
2: I was just going to say that was my second guess. Another
0: good guess. You guys know me well. No. Um, <laughs> I, Gregory took a little bit of time off work and I left the house with no children and went into a store. Oh wow oh. and which was huge um you guys, I cannot begin to describe how bizarre the whole experience was yeah it yeah. was it was uh, uh, it, it was like um. You, you know, it was like I'd been in, it, it's almost like, you know, you hear those stories about people who have been like in prison for 20 years and then they get out and they can't like live in society anymore. Like, like you were can't... like, you were like Shawshank Redemption. Yes. <laughs> you know? It was like, it was like I was breaking free into this new world. I, I, I but, but at the same time I was so, I, I, I couldn't do it. I, I, I couldn't do it. I failed. It was, I was well, like, lost. What happens? what happened? I I felt like I couldn't drive well. I was like, didn't know where I was going. I fumbled with the mask. I mean, I was just running errands. It wasn't that big of a deal. But like, yeah, I I forgot that uh, you couldn't just stop and get food at places. Mm. And so I like tried to get lunch and like Order it on my phone and I couldn't figure it out. And then like I finally get to like the last thing and it's like an hour and a half till the sandwich is gonna be ready and I'm starving. I like I I, like didn't know where to go. Finally I was like, I might just have to break down and get like fast food. I drive by the fast food place, there's a line like two circles around the building. Like everyone's apparently eating fast food because there's no other place to go to get food right away. It was, I I didn't, the whole thing, I was, I felt so out of place. It it was, it was, it was crazy. And, and, and when you're in the store and you had the mask on and I see people without masks, it was very like unnerving. It was, it was, Mm -hmm. I mean, I literally ran like three or four errands. And it was the most, I just felt so off the whole time. I, I felt like I did, I, it was so bizarre. <laughs> I, I like can't be in real society anymore. I don't know. It's no, just crazy.
2: I um. I, you know, I haven't ventured out much either. I think I had mentioned this on other podcasts. Brian has been doing most of our errands because he's still going to work. So it just makes sense that he takes, you know, most of the risk, especially if he's out and about. So I did go to Lowe's and Target in the past um, week or so. And I felt the same exact way. You know how like you have to follow the arrows and I was like, can I go down this aisle? Oh, that's like the opposite, you know, they have the arrows with which way you can go down the aisle. Have you guys seen this? <laughs> no. Yeah. So at Target yesterday, you know, they have, if you, you know, want to go down this aisle, you have to go this way. And if you want to go down that aisle, you go down the opposite way. And it's like, not only do you have to remember what's on your list, but you also have to make sure that you're going down the aisle in the correct manner it's just a lot to think about
0: my gosh
2: it was dead silent in Target yesterday because I think everybody is feeling so overwhelmed by just the prospect of yeah going out of your house and getting staples it's it is a really it's like kind of like an apocalyptic I kind of looked around at Target yesterday and I was like whoa this is weird this is like a weird world but I, I, know, tried, I guess I, if you've been I, going going out for weeks. Maybe like this is common knowledge to you. Right
1: <clears> well, it probably is. But yeah. like I'm getting so same thing. I've like my husband been the one who's <clears> been <throat> leaving the house, and um, I am getting down to like the very end of all of the things that I need to go and buy. Yeah, that he just can't get. You know, like I need mm-hmm. this very specific lotion, and it has a medium level of moisturize like moisturization plus it has SPF 15 (laughs) and he's like not going to know what to do right like I need to go Mm -hmm. to to
2: CVS like I just need to go but I'm just scared to go Mm -hmm. you got to just kind of rip the band-aid off that's what I sort of realized is that because I was very intimidated at first and then I thought oh my gosh I, at some point in my life, I'm going to have to. I know. You know Go yeah, join society yeah. once again. So it's time. So I wore my little mask. I tried not to touch my face. Why is it every time you put those freaking masks on, your yes, face you gets so itchy? All you want to do yeah. is touch your face. Why?
0: Um, yeah, and it was weird to me too because it felt like, like you said, like half the people, it was like normal life and nothing had changed. But then. For myself and it may be the other half the people, it was like the most bizarre situation ever. Yeah. Like I couldn't I was like I can't even do this. It, it was so weird. But then yeah, it does feel like there's a portion of the population that's like, whatever. Like I know. Like, well I life. think this is I think this is the new normal. And so mm-hmm. we should check
2: in and, and have this discussion in a month because I'll bet we won't even think twice about
0: going to Target and following the arrows, and wearing a mask, which is strange. I also, which I didn't, this was like so embarrassing, so I finally found a little place that I could run in, and get, I like called in the order, and then could run in, and get food, and I realized I really had to go to the bathroom, and then I'm like, I'm like, wait, are public restrooms like open, like is that a thing, like I don't know, and so I'm like, I'm sorry, is there any way I could use the bathroom, and she was like, yeah, it's right there. And I was like, oh, oh. okay. I didn't know. <laughs> like I just felt like the whole time I was just like, what am I supposed to do? So did you, What's like, to write? Did you What's not I did, did you use I, the public restroom? I had to go. Whoa. I mean it was it was inside a, a restaurant that you were like had to take like one step in just to pick up the food. And the restroom gotcha. was right there. Um, but anyway, it was just uh just it was just crazy. <laughs>
1: From the news desk. This comes from the New York Times. Um, what we know about your chances of catching the virus mm-hmm. outdoors. A Sir Crazy Nation wonders is it safe to stroll on the beach in a deadly pandemic? How about a picnic in the park or coffee with a friend at an outdoor table? The risk is in the details. Mm. Um, so everyone I think has just these visions of vacationing Mm. on a beach on just this wide open space or going to this park and just throwing a Frisbee with friends or having a, a cocktail like on a rooftop. That's like what I want to do right now. But are these things safe? And this article says yes and no, basically. And That's what's the most frustrating during this pandemic is there's no, it's not black and white. Like there's always, everything is a gray area because it's uncharted territory, right? So we're now entering the season in which people want to go to places like um, parks and swimming pools and that sort of thing. So I have been looking into a lot of this as well um, because we, we have got to get outside. Now, can my kids go on playground equipment? This article says, probably not a good idea still. The surfaces can still hold the virus for a certain amount of time, which seems to be somewhat still unknown. And depending on the type of surface, it's going to last longer. So something like a a metal handrail um, or a swing or something probably is still not safe.
2: And we um, should mention that even in, so we're in North Carolina phase, we just, we're entering phase two as of tomorrow. And I don't know if you guys noted, noticed this, but playground equipment still closed here in North Carolina until mm-hmm. the end of June. <coughs> so it seems like, oh, mm, really? Yeah, it seems like. But swimming know, pools are opening at 50% capacity, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's the
1: thing with these swimming pools. That's crazy to me is this article Mm -hmm. is saying that it's, it is okay to go to pools. And I actually was looking into this. I looked at the CDC website yesterday to find out if pools were safe as well. And the answer is yes, there's no proven um, risk of the virus transmitting through water. But if you're in the pool really close and playing with other kids, that's the same idea as if you weren't inside of the pool and you're close to someone transmitting those germs. So the idea is the actual body of water is safe, but it's the socialization around the pool, the lockers, walking in, getting snacks, uh, the snack bar, anything like that is kind of the danger zone. So what you were saying is like reduce the amount of people who are allowed to go there, put a cap on it. So then there is enough room for everyone to stay just with their families and not talk and, and, and share food or, or popsicles Mm -hmm. or or anything like that at the pool. But
2: I don't know. It still makes me a little nervous to think about taking my kids to a pool right now. We have been really struggling with this. I think you guys know we joined a local pool last summer Mm -hmm. and we loved it. It was actually one of the the greatest decisions we ever made just because we were kind of on the fence about it because it was a little bit pricey, but we ended up, I'll tell you, there was rarely a weekend that went by last summer that we didn't go to the pool either Saturday afternoon or Sunday afternoon or sometimes both because you know how it is when you have kids it's hot you know being at a playground sounds hot of course right now that's not even a possibility and we just had fun we had friends there we met people there River really enjoyed it the pool that we joined had a baby pool which was even better Um, so our pool has started accepting memberships we have not signed up yet because I keep thinking Aside from the fact that (laughs) it's going to be 50% capacity, and I'm not sure how they're going to govern that, how they're going to make – I guess they're going to turn people away. I'm not really Mm -hmm. sure. I keep thinking about, like, the public restroom situation. I mean, do you know how many times I went to the locker room and the the restroom there and then taking – River's now potty trained, so now we would be in that public restroom a couple of times. There's just a bunch of things that I just – I'm having a hard time working out in my mind. Like, I don't know how many of those things are actually – unavoidable at the pool you know well, Like also
0: sure. yeah go ahead sorry well also like I mean I get it and I get the social distancing in the ha- half capacity but like my kids are not old enough to not like swim in one direction and like realize that there's another kid within six feet I mean right that's just impo- I just feel like it's going to be and even some of these you know Anywhere outdoors, I just don't feel like our kid, my kids at least, and, and I guess yours too, are old enough to be able to say, "Oh, you know, for for adults, yeah, like I get it. We can stay six feet apart, but for kids, I just don't see how there's any way that they're going to be able to recognize I'm now six feet away from a kid with a really cool ball that I want to play with and say hi right. to, but I'm going to stop. You know, right. I just, I just don't think that's feasible, right? Well, I mean, but the, they're but the toddlers. Good news is- Right.
1: But the good news is, you know, outdoors is better than indoors, right? Right. So I want to read this little piece that they're talking about, um, uh, you know, whether or not it's safe to do any of these things outside parks and beaches. But in general, this person says, I think outdoors is so much better than indoors in almost all cases. This is from an engineering professor and um, aerosol scientist at Virginia Tech. There's so much delusion, dilution that happens outdoors As long as you're staying six feet apart, I think the risk is very low. So it's diluted in the air. And then she says, if there's there's a little bit of a wind gust, it's going Mm to, when you're talking, that virus is going to be spread around. And then maybe you'll get some of it, but it's in such a little dose that it's Mm -hmm. not really going to have that great of an impact Mm -hmm. on you. You're probably not going to get sick is really what they're saying. If you're far enough apart, even if that person's
2: sick. Uh, you know what yeah. I think this comes down to is how crazy you feel right now because I think that there is mm-hmm. some, in some regards, I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really, and I'm, I know most of Americans join me in this. I have quarantine fatigue, and I'm, I'm kind of starting to get a little unhappy, and so mm-hmm. I think it just depends on how. Like, you got to weigh the risks, right? Everybody has Mm -hmm. to make the best decision for themselves. And, you know, maybe you don't join the pool, but you do, you know, uh, have fewer than 10 people over and you try to social distance in your backyard. Mm -hmm. I mean, maybe Mm -hmm. you just got to decide, you know, one or the other kind of thing.
1: But listen to this. This one says, this recent study says that talking can launch thousands of droplets that can remain suspended in the air for 8 to 14 minutes. Okay? Okay. But the okay. risk of it, in- but the but the, if that's the case, then you can't go anywhere if that's right. what you're worried about. But it says the risk of inhaling those droplets is lower outdoors. I mean, you read lines like that, and it's like,
0: what? Why are you well, letting people your house. leave their yeah. homes? Here's yeah. the other thing, though, that that article said that I thought was super interesting it said they did a study in China, and yeah. one in 7,000 cases, so that's one in 7,000 showed that the person got it from outdoor transmission. So that means that to me, like, okay, one in 7,000 is pretty low. So I feel like, you know, to the point of this article, your chances are so much lower if you're outside. And, And I think that one of the other big points in this article is it's really more about the surfaces, right? You know, the playgrounds, the things... Sharing food, sharing utensils, keeping your hands clean. Like, that's where we get into trouble is if we're touching things where the virus has lived for up to three days, you know, though, that's where. But I think if we're running and playing and not, you know, touching all of these surfaces that might have been contaminated, then we're a, a lot at a lot lower of a risk.
2: Yeah. Well, let me ask you, you guys <clears throat> this because I have friends who are doing very various things. Have you guys done any, like, have your kids been out with any other kids? Have your kids? No had a play date, um, been outdoors playing with anybody else. I mean, what, what are you guys doing with your kids?
1: No, the, no, the, uh, just a couple times, um, we've like seen friends like out, um, in like parking lots and where Hartman's allowed to ride his bike and like the, their friends and they will just kind of like ride bikes like around. So they're not touching. Sure. Um, and when you're on your bike and you're like four, you're not getting off that bike and right. like going mm-hmm. and like rubbing your hands on your friend's face. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? So that's sure. the only thing we've done.
2: Yeah. We haven't, yeah, we... hasn't been anywhere. I mean, literally she has not been anywhere and I'm, I'm just wondering how long that can last, you know? Yeah. yeah.
0: Same. I same. Um, we've been super cautious with our kids and yeah, I, I feel like for a long time it was like, stay at home okay, we got it. Like, it may not be fun. It may be difficult to work and be at home with all the kids, but like, we understand that. Now I feel like we're in this weird zone of like, some states it's okay to leave your house. Some states it's not. It's kind of up to you. Like, do you feel comfortable? You know, I feel like, and and the thing is, I don't think it's going to change for a long time. I think we're going to be in this, like, do what you think is best for your family zone for a long time and I've talked to a lot of friends who are like you know what what we're just gonna go we're gonna go out we're gonna see friends we're gonna bring in the nanny like we're just gonna get back to it and then other people who are like nope we're holding out we're not seeing anybody we're gonna be as strict as we possibly can I don't know what the answer is it's really difficult to navigate I think it's just it's one of those things just like
2: everything else in parenting just like you said Karen you just got to make up your mind what's best for, mm-hmm. for you and your family and what your risk level is um, and the people that you're interacting with, your nanny, uh, mm-hmm. I, I mean, I your <clears> husband <throat> works at a, a, a care facility. So Sisted obviously living, yeah. that, yeah, yeah, the assisted living facility. So that increases, you know, your risks right there. So yeah, it's one of those things like yeah. just do
0: what's right for you. <clears throat> yeah, it is interesting profession and like what each of you do is like somehow so much more at at least for us like such a bit like I think if Gregory wasn't at an assisted living facility we would see things much differently but I think this is going to his job is going to now impact our travel our when we see family again like everything because in the back of our heads he's working with a super high vulnerable uh at risk population and we're just being super cautious but you know I don't know. Like, what if there's a day where you guys are say, okay, it's okay for us to hang out with our kids. I'm going to, like, want to hang out, Me too, sad. with our kids. Like, what? I you know. know, it's just hard to know when that time is when it's okay. I don't yeah. know. It's really difficult.
2: So, summer 2020 shaping up to be really fun, guys.
0: Yeah. Well, (laughs) kind of um, along these same lines, Katie, talk about the next article when it comes to kids and keeping them protected. Yeah, so this is
2: really all all along the same vein. Um, This one comes from from a TV station, I think, in Detroit. Um, And we'll link these articles. But the title of it is um, How to Help Your Children Feel More Comfortable Wearing a Mask. And so it just talks about... Of course, retailers are making more masks now for kids. Obviously, you guys know the CDC recommendation is that everybody wear masks. Um, You know, some places are resolute and saying that you have to wear a mask. Other places, not so much. It's basically been a personal decision for a lot of folks. Um, And then it gives, you know, masks can be scary for kids. So it gives some recommendations on if you are going to have your kid or your toddler wear a mask, what are some of the things that you should do? Um, I did buy River on Etsy two masks um i we have not used them yet because i mentioned that she has not been um she hasn't left the house really um but i have been wondering like she's two how am i going to convince her to wear a mask um and i thought some of one of the things um that this article mentions and i thought that this was good it says incorporate the masks into play especially for toddlers and children who are still involved in play so put the mask on the dog put the mask on a doll The children and the, the, you know, your kid and the dog can wear the mask together. You can do superhero fantasies um, just to convince the kid that it's not as scary, which I (laughs) like, you know, as I mentioned, like River just, um, you know, is kind of in the midst of potty training. We just sort of wrapped it up and we had puppy pee on the potty a bunch um, so this is kind of the same way you know kids enjoy seeing their their favorite friends or their favorite stuffies do that so I thought this was something you, you
1: had your dog go pee on
2: the toilet I was <laughs> like no, that that's would be really like, impressive I mean Annie would be super well trained if that were possible no you know puppy is her little beloved for um, stuffy I mean puppy <laughs> has taken a couple of dips in the potty I, I won't lie um, she's had a couple of she's had to have a couple of baths in the washing machine Um, But I thought this was good advice. Mm -hmm. I'm still not convinced, though, that River's going to wear a mask. And it's so creepy putting a mask on your kid, guys. Mm -hmm. It, like, weirds Mm -hmm. me out.
0: What do you guys think? Yeah, we – so my mom actually made our kids masks and sent them in the mail. And so, again, same as you, like, our kids haven't been to a store, so they haven't needed to wear them. There have been a couple of times, like, on hikes – where they're like, can we bring our masks? And oh. sure, you know, I, you know, it's one of those things like anything with toddlers, like it's cool for five minutes, but yeah. they don't really like, I'm sure like if I was like, you have to wear your masks, they wouldn't think it was cool at that moment. Um, but I, I, this I did think was interesting. Disney is making masks. So if there's a frozen mask, I bet my daughter would yeah. wear it. Yeah. Um, And I will say our kids do wear them often because they we this is our new like activity around the house is to hide things and like the kids go on a like a treasure hunt whatever, um. But so when when I'm hiding, they use their masks as blindfolds. Mm, Um, Wrong place. Right? Yes. But I'm like you know they're wearing them. They're getting used to them. They think they're cool. So I don't know. Uh, right now, our masks are very great as blindfolds when we're doing treasure <laughs> hunts. Um, so that's kind of the extent of their um,
1: maybe they right can. Is, maybe yeah. when you go out, they can wear two masks, one above their, one on their eyes and one on their mouth. <laughs> You'll just have to,
0: like, lead your, like, yeah. children around. <laughs> that won't be creepy at all. People will be like, whoa, what no. is wrong with that family? No. Yeah. So
1: my, my question is, you know, so when, because we haven't ventured out either and we just ordered some mm-hmm. masks for the kids. So when we do do this, I think it's going to be really confusing for the kids because sometimes they have to wear them and sometimes Mm -hmm. they don't. And that's going to get confusing for them. And like we encounter that now when we go on walks and things and my son's like, mama, can I touch this stick? I'm like, yeah, like you can, you can touch this stick. And it like breaks my heart because I'm like, he's scared. I'm like, he's scared of the world, you know? And now I have to add in the addition of these masks. And, I mean, he's going to be afraid to probably take it off at any point is, is maybe the, the other side of this, you know, if they, if they wear it at all. But what if they get – maybe they think they're going to get that virus, you know? Like, well, mm-hmm. is it safe in this uh, restaurant if we start going to restaurants and not wearing masks? I mean, all of these things. I mean, we're just going to have to, you know, see how it unfolds.
0: Yeah, I, I agree. Every, everything that we talk about, you know, that's like something – you know, can we do that once the virus is over? Everything right, is like, right. When the virus is over, can we do this again? Can we do this again? And I just, yeah, I feel like it's just big cloud hanging over them of this like weird virus period. But then, like once the virus is over, life will be back to normal. I, yeah, it's a hard one. I mean, it's hard yeah. for us, right? I, I, I can imagine for little ones, but yeah. Mom, mom's the word.
1: Um, so it's just a really quick um I'm not gonna give you the exact recipe. I'll link it on our Facebook page and on our Instagram pages. Um, but it's so easy. So it's these baked chicken fingers. And I've made Mm. these for years, but I found a little trick to make it a lot easier. I don't know if you've ever made homemade chicken fingers or, or battered anything before, but usually you have like the egg, the flour, and then the breadcrumbs, and it gets really messy and yucky. Well, this recipe, and I kind of came up with some of it and found some of it online. So you just take an egg and like two tablespoons flour and a little bit of honey and a little bit of mustard and mix it all together. So you combine the flour and egg. So that's the one batter. It's super easy. You just put it in that and then you put it in the breadcrumbs, put it on a baking sheet, put it in the oven for like 15 minutes. And they were a hit. They were delicious. And the kids loved them. And they're like little honey mustard baked chicken fingers.
2: Yeah. Love did it. You, did you guys like them? Did the your yeah. like them? Yeah. Hey, like, I mean,
1: John and I were, we were having like, I don't know, a steak salad or something, but I saw John over there like sticking like the chicken fingers in his <laughs> mouth. I was like, these are good.
0: Oh, so. kid, kid and hubby approved. All exactly. right. This Thank is, um, I just made these the other day, not the same ones, Ingrid, but I tried to do this. And it, yes, like my hands were covered in the batter, right? See? And it was like such a huge deal. And like right as I was like in the middle of it, so the kids were playing outside somebody like fell off the plate like something happened and i was like
1: Ugh. Uh, you know exactly. it's like
0: such a thing to like wash your hands get all that gunk off and then mm-hmm. like anyway so i am gonna so use, use this recipe and you can use
1: tongs you don't have to touch it at all i just use tongs put it in the, in uh, the perfect in the batter and then put it in the breadcrumbs done it's all right really good love it
0: in other news Um, So moving on to our last article of the day, which is kind of non-COVID related, which I like, a little little break um, from the coronavirus discussion. But um, this is titled, Why I Ask My Kids Who They Want to Be When They Grow Up Rather Than What They Want to Do. Um, And I think this is a great idea. You know, it talks about how society kind of teaches everybody to... Even kids to just run after your achievement, your vocational success. Like it's all about, you know, that job, those grades, everything. And, and the the author kind of walks through even her young kids. Even her ten year old was is, wanting to, crazy. I yeah. know was wanting this to do crazy. something because. And when her mom asked her why, she said, "So I can put it on my college resume or my college application." At ten, what? at ten years old. Um. And so I think that there is kind of that underlying message that sometimes we're teaching kids about that need to, you know, get the best grades, do the best things, have every, you know, this certain expectation. And that's not what we should be teaching them. So it says in the article, instead of teaching our kids to pursue success at all costs, we should teach them to live a different way. And so these parents decided that they were going to start asking their kids, who do you want to be when you grow up instead of what do you want to do? Um I love this. I we have several books about like what do you want to be when you grow up, you know? And I always really? love yeah, just like I don't know. Yeah. Um and it's funny cuz every time we read these books, um you know, the kids pick something different and yeah. you know. I we we ta- I, for some reason this comes up a lot in our house. I don't know why. Um which I guess now I need to like maybe rephrase it. Um but it's funny because Ellaray, I bet you if you asked her today what, you know, what are you going to be when you grow up, she would say either a princess or a doctor. Those are her mm. go to I princess like both of doctor. those. Uh-huh. Um, and Henry normally wants to be a pirate or yeah. a, a fixer man. So, yeah. um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you know, that's kind of, you know, obviously they're three and four. So they, but, but I, I do think that... Um, when when we're talking about these jobs and, and this discussion and reading these books, it, it's a good idea to, to you know, say things like, you know, it's not as much about what you want to do. But, you know, remember, it's a, you know, we want to be kind people. We want to be nice to others, like just kind of um, reiterating those things about the quality of your character rather than what you're achieving with your career. So I thought it was a good reminder.
1: Hartman the other day said he wants to be a volcano man when he grows up.
0: Mm.
2: So, yeah, that, sounds like there's know. like a good job stability in that. I'm sure. Yeah, a mm-hmm. I think there's a,
1: they make volcano men make lots of money. I mm-hmm. would say you and mm-hmm. you and
2: John are going to be like taking
0: care of well when mm-hmm. Yeah, I no, yeah. No um, Yeah. I, I just you know I I think um, when I was growing up my parents were always very good about do whatever you want to do um, and I liked that and I think that. As long as we're kind of giving that message of you follow your dreams, you do what what makes you happy. Um, but I like that this kind of focuses on the character, too, instead of what you're what you're achieving. I, yeah, and I think what this article is saying that, like, success is
2: important, but success isn't that idea that success should come at all costs. Mm-hmm. Not that important, which I think, mm-hmm. I mean, that's, like, a good lesson not just for kids, but also for adults as well. Win of the week! Okay. So listen, we kind of talked about this at the beginning of the podcast. Um, so I have no green thumb whatsoever. Literally, I know nothing about plants, flowers, growing things, nothing. But ever since we moved into this house, and I think we've been here, I don't know, four or five years at this point, um, <clears throat> we have window boxes on the outside of the house that obviously were there when we moved in. And so I've been planting the window boxes, and then it's slowly, like, some other potted plants and then it's sort of migrated to the backyard too. So every spring I go and I buy plants and then I plant all of this stuff. And it's like, Brian knows, like I need a whole day. Like I need a couple of hours. I go, I buy the plants. I like buy the soil. I listen to a podcast and listen to my music and I just spend the whole day planting. And I just did that last week. And usually I do it. It's funny. Usually I do it much earlier than this. Um, but because we've had such Ingrid, such cold weather and some late frost, I'm just getting around to it now. Usually I do it before Mother's Day this year. I did it after Mother's Day. And I just got to tell you guys, it brings me such joy. It's like such a fun day. And in fact, Brian even, because it makes the house look good too. He's always like, Mm -hmm. like, when's your planting day? Like, when are you you making it happen? So I don't even know. I go to Lowe's or I go to wherever I go. And I just, I don't, like I said, I don't know anything about it. I just pick out whatever I think is pretty and I try to match Mm -hmm. them up. Um, and some years things die and some years they don't. Um, and <laughs> so, yeah, I did that this week and uh, actually I should say last week cause it has been raining the past three days and it was really fun. And it was like one of those things during quarantine that actually brought me, it was a simple joy, a simple pleasure guys. I'll, I'll post yeah. some pictures, uh, on I'm social media. Mm-hmm. Yeah, i keep yeah. telling my husband uh, that I want to go do this and, yes.
1: um, he's like, I, he like, it, he cannot comprehend I, I also do these things every year, which yeah. he forgets about soon after. And and I'm like, I just wanna go and and you know, get some flowers and do a little yeah. herb garden or whatever and maybe put some bushes in. He's like, but why? Like yeah. he thinks making the house look good is the huge oversized flag oh. hanging from our door and that's it. That's good. He's done. That's right. all we need to do. So there's no time carved out for me. But now that you got to do it, I'm gonna have yeah. to to use that to my advantage.
2: I, I highly recommend it. And it's a whole day spent outdoors too, which is also
0: amazing. And you timed it really well since you planted all this stuff and then it's been raining. So I'm sure know, they're going to be doing great. Right. I be- that's the only annoying part
2: about all of this is then you have to water everything. And mm-hmm. that, especially once you have a kid and a job,
0: mm-hmm.
2: it takes a hot minute. Um, so yeah, it's been actually pretty nice this past these past couple of days just because I've been like, well, I don't even have to do any work. So mm-hmm. well, congrats! Yeah. That's awesome. Thanks. It felt good. Yeah. Um. Listen, thank you for listening to another um coronavirus episode of Anchor Moms. Mm-hmm. And if you all like us, you should go over and leave us
0: a review, because
2: that's how we know that anyone in the world is even listening to this podcast.
0: <laughs> Which we hope someone is, right? <laughs> Yeah, and yep. we, got,
1: we had so many wonderful reviews, I feel like, towards the beginning of our podcast, and now we just have, like, our wonderful loyal <laughs> viewers, but maybe you could, you know, pop on there and, you know, say this was my favorite episode or maybe more of that or less of that. As, let us
2: know, as, as Ingrid always likes to say, let us know who your favorite anchor mom is don't that well. that's always like a, that's always a good talker on the podcast.
1: always you know <laughs> solidifies our friendship
0: yeah um I didn't realize too by the way that the reviews is what actually gets you to like makes it pop up higher in your podcast yeah. list if you're searching. so I didn't realize until we started this that that is actually really, really important to do those reviews and that's how other people can find us so that's why we yeah. that's why we want them
1: and I don't think it's how many I don't think it's even how many listens I think it's literally. Mm-hmm.
0: Review, the reviews, actual mm-hmm. reviews, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah.
2: So you know, if you like us,
0: review us. Let's be real—that you got plenty of time, right? You're just—you're <laughs> you not doing. I mean, anything. it probably
1: takes thirty seconds.
0: <laughs> okay. All right, all
2: right. Bye, guys. Thanks for listening.
0: Have a great Bye. week.
2: Thank you, moms. And hi, hi.